If you're here this morning and wondering, uh, well, that was curious. We don't normally hear Ed Sheeran on a Sunday morning, not at the churches I go to. But it's because we're right now, we're in the middle of a, a we're just starting a series looking at art and faith and life. Believing that as we worship God, who is the creator God, that there is something that we, being made in his image, also contain that creativity. And actually, creation speaks of the glory of God. And so we get to see and hear God through uh, primarily, yes, through, through the word of God, but we, but we also get to see in glimpses as he reveals himself to us through creation, and that often through the arts, speaking to us prophetically sometimes, speaking to our hearts, what is God saying to us? And so we don't, part of the idea of this series is not necessarily just to absorb everything that we hear uh, through the media, but actually, yeah, to critique it in light of what we understand to be truth that we know in the word of God, uh, but also to allow it to speak to us and to come at it from our understanding and from our faith and in that way to have ways in which we can engage in a conversation with our culture, with people who may not actually be coming to church, may not be actually having conversations about spirituality, but often are not thinking the church is the place that they would want to have those. So as we, the church, are sent out, how do we find ways to engage with others and to speak to them in the culture in which we're living? That's, that's the idea of this series. That's the thought of this series. And so we're going to be looking at, over the next few weeks, David and Felipe started us off last week, and um, we're going to get a chance to look at film as well. But, but this morning is, is this song by Ed Sheeran, Save Myself, is the title. And... <clears throat> You could pick up the themes. I mean, it, it sounds like a guy who is tired. You know, he's given and given and given, overwhelmed, actually, by the hurt of so many people around him. And he's given shelter, he's given money, has, has been a practical help and served and cared and loved and, and has come to a point where actually he's come to the end of himself and has nothing less, left to give. And in fact, has been disappointed in how his love has returned empty as he sought to care for and love others. And it's not in the song itself, but as I listen to this song and reflect on this song, the, the question that I think it poses to us is, so how do we love well? And that's the, that's the title of this message, how to love well, for us to consider what it means to love and how do we do that well, because I think, isn't that a question, isn't that something that we all want? I mean, we've come, we've come to church this morning, we go through our weeks, we, we want to, like, how, do we, how can we love well? How can we relate well to the world around us, to our families, to our, to our kids, to our friends, to our neighbors, to our, our colleagues? How can we love well? It is, after all, what, we're, what counts, isn't it? it? It is what we're going to be measured by. And Jesus said, he gave this new commandment to his disciples that you love one another, he said. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. How do we love well? <clears throat> Jesus said the same to the, to the young man that asked him, teacher, 
which is the greatest commandment in the law. Like, tell me, like, of all the things, what is it? What must I do? And, and Jesus summed it up in this way. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest, the, the, the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Lord, what must I do? Which is the greatest? Jesus said, love. Love God and love others as yourself. And so again we ask, so how do we love well? In another song by Ed Sheeran, he starts with a line, loving can hurt. And we know it, right? But we, we have, we, we have, I think, all been hurt in relationships where we've loved, where we've been either rejected or turned away or disappointed or hurt by another. To love is to risk. To love is vulnerable. It's costly. It requires us to, to trust. It requires courage. And we also know that some people are easier to love than others. Well, you, you guys are just gorgeous. But, but isn't that true? Like, so there are those people that are just easier to love than others. There are some that challenge us in our response. So again, we ask how to love well. Well, we love from a place of being loved. We're able to love well because we love from a place that we know that we ourselves are loved. In 1 John 4.19, we read that we, though, are going, this is from the message translation, we, though, are going to love, love and be loved. First, we were loved, and now we love. He loved us first. He loved us first. And so our love is not to, not to earn love. Our care for others, our love for others, our service for others is not a way that we would then receive love. We, we start with, we don't try and receive that which is already ours. God has already given that to us. He is by his grace and his mercy through Jesus, we are loved. You know, as a community, I, am, I get to hear, maybe more often than you do, um, but the stories of how we as a community love one another, how we care for one another, how we serve one another, how we comfort one another, how we care. And throughout the week, and, and some of you here have been the recipients of that. Some of you here are, are the ones who are, are, are sharing this love. A call, an email, a text message, a visit to simply come alongside to listen. Acts of care and thoughtfulness, of mercy, of generosity, of service. It, it is, I think, who we are as a church. We love because he first loved us. It's the overflow of all that we have received from God through Christ. But to go back to the song, even still, Life can get you down. Because it goes on and on. And as we go from one week or one day to the next, then there's more. And we wonder, Lord, how do we do this? How can I continue? I am tired. And I hurt. 
And he says, you know, in the song we, we read this line that it, you know, it, understanding how to love well. And, and you know, if I, if I don't get this, if I don't, if I don't learn what it is to love well, then, then I, I go back to where I'm rescuing a stranger just because they needed saving. Just like that, I'm here again between the devil and the danger. I guess it's just my nature, but it goes on and on and on. And we can find ourselves weary and burned out and feeling like we have nothing to give. But in truth, we actually don't have anything to give. In the song, in his weariness and his loving acts, he gets to a point where he's, you know, the pain overwhelms to the point that he finds ways of alleviating, of numbing the pain. Life can get you down. I just numb the way it feels. I drown it with drink and out-of-date prescription pills. And all the ones that loved me, they left me on the shelf. No farewell. So before I save someone else, I've got to save myself, he sings. Now, whether it's drink or drugs or any other means that we find to numb the pain, we can find them, right? There are plenty of ways that we can distract ourselves to remove ourselves from that pain. Like, I, just, I, just need to sw- I just need to go somewhere else. And maybe I'm just going to binge on a series of Netflix right now. And that's, all, that's really all I can do. Or maybe there's some other thing that I'm going to occupy my time and my thoughts with. Because where I have sought love, where I have tried to renew myself, it's just left me empty and often alone. So is there a better way for us to love well? Jesus speaks to his disciples again. And he says to me, come to me. He says to us, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Where do we go when we feel the pain so overwhelms us? We might find all kinds of ways and places that we want to go to distract ourselves from that pain. And Jesus says to us, come to me, come to me with your pain. And I will give you rest. In John 4, Jesus says, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. Because the water that I will give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You see, there are so many places that we can go to try and alleviate the pain and distract ourselves and to to bring comfort and anesthetize ourselves in so many ways. But ultimately, they leave us thirsting for more. And Jesus says, come to me, what I have for you will satisfy your thirst. Because in you will well a spring to eternal life. So how do we love well? The first way in which we learn how to love well is to know the Father's love. The song actually talks about, it's entitled Save Myself, and we know that we can't. We know that there is nothing that we can do that can save ourselves from our condition. 
We fumble around in the dark, and that's why God sent his son, Jesus, the light of the world, into our darkness to find us, to seek us out, and to bring us home to himself. Jesus has done for us what we cannot and could never do for ourselves. That's why we are free to love from being loved. We love not to earn his love. We love because we've received his love. To love well is to receive the Father's love. We, though, are going to love, love and be loved. First, we were loved. Now we love. He loved us first. To love well is to receive the Father's love to us through the Son, through Jesus. And to love well, Jesus also says that we are to abide in him and he in us. John 15, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from him, our best efforts, and they can look pretty impressive, but they amount to nothing. Apart from him, we might go to any number of places to find relief, but apart from him, we find nothing. We get nothing that lasts. So how do we abide? We've spent this year actually recognizing as a church that the Lord is calling us to a deeper place of intimacy with him. To seek after him, to to not be satisfied with the off-pat answers and, and what has always been, but to allow him to speak to us. God doesn't waste a crisis. He doesn't waste a pandemic. He doesn't waste this time that we've had, that we've been challenged as we have but actually is calling us to him. And so we've thought about, so how, how do we go deeper? And we've looked at our rhythms and, our, and, our, and, and how we worship God beyond you know, even coming to church on a Sunday. And for, we're actually having to kind of remind ourselves, oh yeah, I need this. I need, I need this rhythm in my week. I need to be amongst God's people. I I need to be reminded of the goodness of God to hear his word and his truth to me. So we come together and we worship together. And it's such an important part of our our service as we gather that we get time as as God's people to worship him because that is what we are. That's who we are. We are worshipers of the living God. And it's in our worship and through our worship that our perspective and our vision and our understanding is transformed through the lens of God, through the cross. That no matter what may be going on around us, that we are seen, that we are known, that God is above and over all things. That he's sovereign, that he's good, that he's wise, that he knows us, that he loves us, that he is with us, that he is for us, that he has good plans for us. And not just for us, but for all those who are asking questions but may not think the church is the place where they're going to be able to find them or even talk about them. So how do we abide? We abide through God in, to, in, in God's presence, in our worship. And, and, I, and as we go about this week, as we consider what it is to love well, I want to ask you to, to, to think and to consider your rhythms of worship. How is that in the week? 
in our busyness of the day before we get on, do we take time just to stop and worship God? To put Jesus first. To put him above and before everything else that is going on. And, and I think for those of us that have followed Jesus for any length of time, we can all probably speak to the truth of, of facing a day that is just overwhelming. And then coming to that place of worship and feeling that lightness and peace return to us. And if you don't, and if you haven't, then that's an invitation and an offer that God extends to you as he does to all of us this morning. Some of us read through, we have a routine, a daily routine of reading through scripture coming to God to read his, his word and to allow his scripture to speak to us, to speak to of the situation that we might be living in. How do we love well? We love well by receiving God's love and, and hearing his word to us, hearing his voice to us as we come to the word of God. Not just to, not just to get answers to a situation, but actually to enter into the presence of God. You know, if you're, a, if you're a parent, we're all children, we've all been children, right? But if you're a parent, you know what it is just to kind of enjoy time with your kids. I think one of the highlights of my week this week was um, an impromptu walk with my daughter. And uh, who's just gone away to camp for the next three weeks, actually. So it was, it was like a special moment that, I mean, she, she'll walk for bubble tea, right? So we, we ended up walking further than I anticipated because I, I kind of joked, said, oh, how far is this walk going, Daddy? Because it feels like a long time we've been walking. I said, oh, we're going to go to Carisdale. And she said, oh, oh, there's bubble tea. I wasn't joking about Carisdale, actually, but she said, oh, okay, well, there's bubble tea. I said, well, let's do it. So we walked and we talked. And I've got to tell you, it was just so, you know, indulge me a little at the moment, but, like, it was just so nice just to talk and she's chatting and I laugh and she's funny and, and it was a really special time. There was no agenda. I didn't need answers from her. She didn't need anything from me. We just enjoyed being together. When you open your Bible, when you come to the Word of God, can we do that with the same attitude as we come to our Father? No agenda, Lord, no answers that I need. I just, I just want to be with you. And as a father, he says to you, come, come to me. And he delights in us. Isn't that an amazing thing? Isn't that an amazing truth? And in our prayer, in our rhythms of, of worship and of coming to God in the word, we, we get to pray and to speak with him. But, but I, he, wants, he wants us to speak to him, honestly. Not, not the trite stuff, not the things that we feel that we ought to be saying. And sometimes there's a discipline that we, we, we do. We need to pray. Well, I'm going to find a psalm. I'm going to pray through that. Lord, this is not how I feel. This is how I feel. You know, this guy sounds angry. But we come, we come to him in, in, in our prayer, and Jesus said, hey, when you, when you pray, when you pray, don't, don't be like the hypocrites, just babbling on and for the appearance of other people, but go to your room, close your door, and meet with your father who is unseen but, but sees you. He sees you in secret and will reward you. We get 
to enter into the presence of our loving Father and tell him everything that's on our mind. And sometimes, we don't have to say anything. We can just sit and breathe and invite him to minister to us. How to love well? We love well by first knowing that we are loved and receiving the Father's love. And Jesus says, and, and to do that, you need to abide in me. Because if you're going to do anything of worth, if you're going to do anything, if you really want to know what it is to love well, then that's in me. You're going to discover that in me because apart from me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing. Some of us are going to take vacation. I hope, I hope we are. I hope you will get a chance to take some time out. Or maybe you already have and you've come back and you're refreshed and your email box is like that, but you don't want to think about it yet because that's not till tomorrow. Sorry. But, you know, we, we, we're looking forward to time, and maybe some of us, I am, you know, going to take some time off. It's like, it'd be so nice to take some time. But it's not, it's not actually just taking the time off, but it's, it's how much time we get to spend with the Father. So I want to encourage you, if you're about to go away, and if you're going to take time, and the summer, the rhythm is different, but that we would all consider not just taking time off, but time with. How am I going to spend this time with the Father Lord, how are you going to bring me? How, how can I, what am I going to read? How can I worship you in these weeks or in these few days? So how to love well. It's the song. That's what it asks us. That's what I think the Lord is asking us. That's what I felt it challenged me with as I listened to this song. How do we love well then? And as we come here this morning, the things that I've said and the things that you've heard through the scriptures that have been read and through the words of the song, we get a chance to think, yeah, so how am I showing up? How am I showing up? Because we all want to love well. That's our, that's our heart's desire. We all want people to know and experience our love for them because we want them to know God's love. How well can we do that if we ourselves are not taking time to rest in his love and in his presence? How much good stuff comes when we're tired and exhausted? Think of that in parenting. How many good conversations have you had with your kids when you're absolutely exhausted? They're never the high points, are they? So how are we showing up? How are we showing up to God? How are we showing up to others? Because we can't show up well if we are not drinking deep from the source from which living waters flow in us. In the last day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So we ask again, how to love well? What does it mean to love well? And maybe this morning as we think about how are we doing on that? From where are we drinking? What's our source? Because anything apart from him will ultimately leave us empty and on the shelf. There are so many things that we can do to occupy our time. So many ways in which we might want to show love. 
how to love. It says in the song, well, first of all, it, it, to love is to know that we're loved by the Father, to receive his love and to abide, to rest, to live in and out of his love. And so as we ask what we're doing, let's go back to the song and, and I'll ask the question, so what line do you stand upon? Outwardly, it looks the same. But no matter where we go and what we help, as the song reminds us, only scars remain.